Casey Hendrickson. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Don't forget, you can watch live, rumble.com slash Casey the Host, Odyssey at Casey the Host, and btmedia.news. So yesterday, we gave you an update that the the repertory resolution for uh, reparations was that, that was introduced by Councilman Henry Davis Jr. was basically pulled from the agenda. They're claiming that there was an issue with the way that it was filed. It was missing a cover letter. Um, joining us now to talk about that is Councilman Henry Davis Jr. Henry, how you doing, man? Hello. Yeah, can you hear me now? There you go. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. All right. So let's let's start with the first bit here, which is the technicality on why this thing was removed from the agenda yesterday. Then we'll go into actually what it is and what you're trying to accomplish with it. So they're saying that it wasn't filed properly because it was missing a cover letter. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, that's what they are saying. You're talking about the council leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are saying that I didn't do due diligence. Look, I filed that uh, um, piece of legislation um, mid-December, right? Yeah, it was the so 14th, I think, right? Three, yeah, right. So you're talking almost three weeks off or even almost close to a month off. If there was anything wrong, right, the clerk's office or and also the council leadership should have alerted myself or even the council attorney to ensure proper filing. What I do know since I've been on council since 2008 is that these documents do not deserve and always deserve to have a cover letter attached. And if so, the discretion is up to the clerk's office who captures all of the filings. So I've been doing this for, you know, the better part of what, 18 years. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. Now, have they, have they approached you about the content of the resolution? Has anybody in the council no, approached you about no. that or no? Not not at all, sir. Okay, so this not is, at all. they're just basically, they're staying away from you and they're saying that this was a technicality. And is this at all tied with the issue where they want to have like these committee chairs sign off on every piece of legislation that goes through now? Is this tied to that? Well, Casey, it sounds like that you're up on it and you read. Yes, that's exactly what this is tied to. They <laughs> want to be able to tell individual council members what they are allowed to say and also do. And if we don't do that, then, you know, obviously we are against working with each other. No, sir. I was uh, elected by the, rep- uh, the, the the residents of the 2nd District, the voters of the 2nd District, to do a job. And I'm doing my job that they asked me to do. Yeah. I don't work for individuals on the council. I work with you, right? So, yeah, well, exactly. And and that was kind of your point. And, you know, when you go back, for those of you who don't know, basically there was a rule change. And the Common Council is trying to make it to where, um, and I think they did, uh, that if you introduce a piece of legislation, basically whoever heads up the committee where the legislation was introduced has to sign off on the legislation before it goes to the clerk, which is the clerk's job. So you're you're basically no, you, taking it away from the clerk, right? You're absolutely doing that. But let me even tell you something that's even more uh, skewed in this process. When you file a piece of legislation, it stays with the clerk, right? Mm-hmm. And then it comes to us for first reading at the next council meeting. Okay. So I don't know where that piece of legislation is going to go as far as committee. So it will be, uh, it, it will be probably presumptuous that I go talk to this committee about this piece of legislation, and it may not be germane to that particular committee 
Gotcha. So we don't even have to wait until first reading to talk to anyone about anything that's going to be in their committee. Now, in your contention at the time, which is was my concern, is that if you've got if you've got personal beef with somebody on the council, which we've seen in the past with other members as well, that you know you, you work together, sometimes you don't get along, that somebody will not sign off on this. So if the committee head doesn't sign off in the legislation, then the legislation can actually be introduced as a as a bill to vote on. And I'm this kind of looks like that's what's happening here. No, no, no. There's there's that, a cover letter missing. That, that's against the, our democracy. We we deserve our freedoms, and then even as an elected official, you deserve that room. That's why you're elected into office. You're elected to lead. You're not elected to go up under somebody else's rule and thumb. Well, it's like you said. I mean, you're elected by your constituents, and your constituents yeah. want you to do certain things, and that shouldn't be up to the committee. If they want to vote against it, they can vote against it. That's fine. All right. So, absolutely, Henry. Let's let's talk about what this is. This is a, first of all, this is a resolution. This is a non-binding. Okay, it's not like you're voting on actual reparations or anything else, but this is a resolution. It has several different components to it. I think, I think I've got two ideas as to why they're they're opposed to this, but I, I want to hear your thoughts on it before we actually go through it. So, why don't you tell everybody what the resolution actually is? The resolution is basically asking the city of South Bend to uh, be responsible for it their past actions. This has nothing to do with what happened in 1865 and before. This has everything to do with the zoning laws. This has everything to do with, you know, bad pipes, lead pipes, lead paint. This has everything to do with what the city did as it relates to redlining. About a month ago, the city had a commemorative uh, event to discuss redlining and historical redlining here in the city of South Bend. Mm. This is a response to that because how do you talk about something that was so um, uh, uh, damning uh, to uh, certain demographics of people here in the city and you don't provide a solution or you don't challenge it in such a way to correct it? And this is what this is in response to. So we are asking for um, several things, um, and it's, this is the beginning of it. But we do know that zoning laws and, and planning has gone against uh, not only the African-American community, but poor people here in the city of South Bend. Now, when I was talking about this, yes, I don't know if you heard it, um, and I didn't listen to your voicemail, and I apologize. I just read the transcript, which is kind of broken. It appeared to me that, because when I was talking about the California thing yesterday, I gave an update on this, and I think that maybe somebody thought that I was talking about your resolution when I was addressing the California reparations bill. Um, but this is again, non-binding you're, you're asking for the formation of a committee, right. Uh, to explore the possibility, but there's some apologies here, like for LaSalle park neighborhood for the stuff that happened with chemical dumping and things like that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, uh, look, I still live over in the area of LaSalle park. Mm -hmm. I grew up over here, right. We call it the lake. And I'm going to tell you that hill that everybody wants to call so pretty it's not a natural hill. It's a heap of trash. Somebody decides to throw dirt on it, grass seeds, and now it looks like a hill. There's nothing natural about that heap of trash out there okay. outside of being trash. And so we have started to celebrate uh, an environment that has been very um, uh, harmful and negative to us. And we need to correct some of these things that are out there. I'm not – look, the city of South Bay has deliberately and intentionally done these things. These things have happened. Guess who I, how I know those things? 
is because that's what I do for a living, Casey. Mm -hmm. I do zoning. I vote on zoning. I vote on new housing projects. I, I, I vote on planning. So I know over a course of de years, decades, hundreds of years, 100 years ago, the city of South Bend deliberately made plans to put black people in certain areas, put, put uh, Latino folks in certain areas, and they got the worst of the worst. And as a result, the worst of the worst becomes what a lifestyle is for black and brown people in this community. And I don't think that is anything that needs to be celebrated. We need to correct it. We just went through COVID, right? Mm -hmm. And COVID said all of these things were uh, under a magnifying glass now. We found out there are so many people living in such squalor uh, predicaments. Biden administration, whether you agree or not, delivered money to municipalities to correct uh, those, some of those social ills, economic ills. The city of South Bend turns around and say, hey, we're going to pay back Pete Buttigieg's bills. Whoa, hold on. We still need help here. And we don't, we don't, we shouldn't ever look like we, it doesn't exist because it does exist. We're shutting down schools. Uh, we're demolishing houses. The crime murder rate has gone up. Mm -hmm. Something has to give. It really does. When I was talking about this yesterday, Henry, one of the things that, that I highlighted was that, you know, Obviously, this this city has been run by one political party for a very long time since before I was born. You know, I, I don't know if it was before you were born, pretty close to it. And and that's that's just a, a factual reality. But the thing that I wanted to address really was what came up in the mayoral race between Mayor Mueller and Sean Haas. And Sean Haas was asked if he thought that South Bend was systemically racist. He said he didn't think that South Bend was systemically racist. And I'm, I'm sorry, but the Democratic Party jumped up and said it is. And I thought it was ironic because the Democrats had controlled it since before I was born. And if South Bend is systemically racist, I said, Henry's got him by the you-know-what here because they're all out there saying that South Bend is a systemically racist city. And here's Henry saying, yeah, now apologize for it and invest in it. And uh, how can you, as a, a political party in the city of South Bend in St. Joseph County, Henry, how can you argue that South Bend has been systemically racist against minorities, particularly black Americans, for decades while your party's been in control and then deny this resolution that you introduced for a hearing. Ain't that something, Casey? I, it, just, it was an observation it, it, that I had. Isn't that something? That I said ain't because, you know, that's how I feel. Ain't that something? That's exactly the truth, right? Mm -hmm. that, that is a mirror. That That's the absolute mirror. We have made the decision to do these things, and the only thing I'm asking is for some correction. You are absolutely right. I, I can't argue with that. What, I'm just asking for correction. One of the reasons that I was asking if anybody else on the council had approached you, first of all, I know that there are members of the council who are angry about Pete Buttigieg house demolition policies because they personally suffered financially. Um, but the other thing I wanted to ask is, if anybody had approached you, because maybe there was one thing in this resolution that they didn't like, like, can you, Henry, can you take this out? And then we'll, you know, we'll vote on this thing. And the thing that stuck out for me, the one thing in here that I could see the Democratic Party looking at and saying, yeah, this is a no-go, is whereas the South Bend Common Council acknowledges that the COVID-19 pandemic further unearthed significant racial disparities in the city, that are rooted in a history of racism. And I, Henry, I don't think you're going to get 
anybody in government to admit that COVID-19 contributed or exposed anything bad because they don't want anything negative associated with COVID. So that's why I was kind of curious if anybody had approached well, you and said, take the COVID well, well, stuff Casey, out. Casey, it was, it was negative to the black, brown, and poor people. It's an, it was a negative experience. You know what I mean? People died from COVID. Sure. Or a result of being sickened by COVID. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you realize how many people that we do know that are poor? Look, 50% of African-Americans in the city of South Bay are under the poverty line. Mm-hmm. They live in poverty. Yeah, it's Those are the same families that we send their kids to our public schools. Think about it now. This is our reality here. I'm not coming up with some ideas that I think that are going on. These are facts. And so those facts need to be addressed. Not only that, those same African-American members of this community and also Latino members and poor people, guess what they vote? Democrat. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying all Democrats are bad, but it's time for the Democratic Party and representation to lead and to help correct some of these social and economic ills of the people in this city. I'm not talking about what happened in Mississippi or Alabama. I'm not talking about anything 18, pre-1865 or 68 or whatever that was. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about that. I'm talking about the intentionality of the government here in South Bend, the municipal government, the city council, then it became the county council, and what they did as a result of hurting and, 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 and maiming the same people that support them. That's the only thing I'm asking for. I'm asking for support. I'm asking for somebody to have a heart, have a conscience. This stuff just didn't fall out the sky. Somebody worked on making this happen. These are facts. So, Henry, I I lived through that. I assume that you are going to get the cover letter that they're demanding, and you're going to refile this? I don't give them what they need. I'm giving them what they say they need it. <laughs> All right. I'm giving uh, it to them, brother. It, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens here because I got a feeling they really don't want to don't want to deal with this. They don't want to address well, it. I, so, But I deal with it every day. That's what I'm saying. You know, you, you have to imagine the amount of phone calls I get from residents from the, sure. uh, that, that live in neighborhoods about their housing, mm-hmm. that are living in subsidized housing units. I get a phone call at least every day. Somebody is talking about the water pipes have busted. The water pipes are, are pouring out brown water. Um, the, I got bed bugs. The, the 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 walls are falling in. The foundation is shifting. You have no idea the amount of phone calls. And I'm the last person in the line of defense when it comes to uh, housing as it relates to subsidized housing units. But they're calling me because somebody has dropped the ball from leadership through the board somewhere, support perhaps, and making sure that those residents are living in a safe and secure environment, clean environment. Well, Henry, let me know when you refile. I'm interested in following this. <laughs> I will. Because I think it's, I think it's going to be, you know, just from a political observation perspective, I think it's going to be very interesting to watch how this unfolds. But obviously it's, you know, some of the stuff in here I agree with, some of the stuff, you know, it's it's – not necessarily something that that I would necessarily agree with the reparations proposal in the future for that committee. I don't like that idea, but I understand what you're trying to do. And but, 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 look, let me tell you this: but this is the great thing about America and uh, legislative processes that we can always amend. Right when sure. we get to the floor, we can always discuss this. It doesn't have to be exactly what you were looking at in the paper. We have an opportunity to go in there like leaders 
uh, like adults and figure this out. But it's got to get to the floor first, out. right? But it got to get to the floor. <laughs> 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 it, has to, it has to get there first. And Councilman Henry Davis Jr., thank you for the time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, take care. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Casey Hendrickson.